0: Think of it like Ghostbusters.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Steve.
0: And I'm Al. And I'm Brett.
1: And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the beneficent Boniface. Beneficent. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) However, it's said. (laughs) Fucking Alan and his complicated words. Inside Alan. Inside Alan. Uh so gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to Brett? You look like you're about to have a nap. So why don't you tell us first and then you can sleep? I actually just woke up from a nap. Oh, girl.
2: Um <laughs> sex. I I have been working on the sculpture uh display thing for the megalodon tooth. It's a megalodon. Um, and Practicing mold making for the first time ever. I've never actually done any kind of mold making. Just leave a uh,
0: sandwich out. It's easy.
1: <laughs> hey right. the,
2: man, you're on fire tonight. Um Yeah, never done that before. Uh, watched Jim Ooh, do so, it. No,
0: did you watch the Craves to the Craft man? Doing the yeah. uh, injection molding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's,
2: he's just enjoyable to watch. But, yeah, honestly, uh, having watched a lot of his videos, not that that stuff's super complicated, uh, especially the kit that I used. It's just, you know, like one part this, one part this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, having never done that before, and Ben made the suggestion that I just use, uh, like, a countertop, quick creep countertop mix uh, just to see what we could come up with. And even though I lost a little bit of detail in the little mold, it looks super cool. Nice. I love how it turned out. So uh, just you know learning a little bit more about the mold making process, uh, loads of ideas, obviously. I would love to be able to pour brass into a mold, but again, <laughs> you need like a crucible and a mold that will take molten metal. And how, not, do you know how yeah, hot molten brass is? Metal. It's like 1800. Hot. I don't know what that is in oh, right uh, the rest of I the world. Think, temperature but i think
1: it's oh. like 900 c Yeah, it so makes looking right
2: since yeah, yeah they make some high temp stuff but i don't think it's rated to go up that high i think it's made for like that white steel the stuff uh, that you can yeah, just yeah. melt in the pot yeah um yeah. i think ben's used that a few times i think you know similar to what we did at gyms we would we would do the delft clay nice uh, the sandy clay stuff go ahead yeah see. yeah
1: According to Google, it's nine hundred to nine hundred and forty degrees Celsius, there you go. which is uh one thousand six hundred and fifty to one thousand seven twenty in freedom units. <laughs> there you
0: well go. Uh, and the, it never uh, dawned on me about freedom units that obviously your pints are different than our pints because yeah, they're smaller. A pint's a pint's around the world around, apart from it's not. Um, yeah. Ergo, your gallons are different. Ergo, miles per gallon is different. So, talking about fuel economy in the states is different to the which just yeah
1: blew my mind. (laughs) Yes, unless unless unless
0: your miles are different, and then it just cancels each other out. (laughs) Yeah, five thousand two hundred eighty is the same over
2: there, but um, yeah, and and now I am currently sat in a hotel about five hours away from Joshua Tree because my brother and his family are here on a shoot uh, Ooh, for nice. a company that his girlfriend works for so i've been able to hang out with my brother for the first time in i think we established two years we haven't seen each other in two years
0: are you are you doing the shoot no no, uh, no. I, mean, no. I was no. just roped into uh into work <laughs> um <laughs> there was
2: somebody involved but it's it's kind of private Ew. i guess for the brand um And that they needed a certain size foot for their footwear. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not have said for that. Um, But it's been nice. Uh, It's a couple days to just get away. And the mountain is beautiful. It's a a mammoth mountain. If anyone knows of it or wants to look it up. Uh, It's a ski resort during the season. Covered in hair.
1: Covered in hair.
2: Uh, Actually, I had to look it up. Like, why is it called mammoth mountain? It's not because they found a bunch of mammoths here. It was a mining uh, It was a mining company that yeah. was around during the gold <laughs> rush who happened to be named Mammoth Mining. So everything, you know, Al, as far as branding goes, everything it has a
0: mammoth on it, but it doesn't really mean <laughs> <need> anything. <laughs> there's a there's a, um, a haulage company called M- mammoth, or M- mammoth, I think it's French. Um, and I just fucking love their logo. And I used to always recognize the trucks as a kid because it just had this mm-hmm. little red mammoth on.
1: Yeah.
2: But that's it for me. Not a whole lot going on. Hopefully, by the time the episode comes out, I'll be done with the little sculptural holder thing. Um, and Steve, after I get it out, I would, I'll, I'll probably <laughs> chat about it a little bit more on the next episode, but what a ball-ache uh, sculptural <laughs> blacksmithing is, especially when yeah. you don't know how to do the things. But it was fun. Yeah. It was, it's been a good challenge so far.
1: Nice. It was always like
0: going. plating. So you could cast it and then Electroplate something. Oh. There is that. I'm just
2: thinking of the <laughs> Maker, the
0: Maker <laughs> Monster's uh, Cicada or he did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, we do have a powder coating situation now too. Speaking of uh, the Maker Monster, did you see the um, the thing he's working on at the moment? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking. I can't wait There's for that. To just,
0: they just opened a class in the Stan Winston, uh, like, online Tuition things that's for like animatronics and puppetry and stuff. So I was like, Oh, Grand. yeah, <laughs> amazing.
1: Uh, Al, what about you? What have you been up to?
0: Um, so riding on the back of the last two, what have you been up to's where people have suddenly started decided to pay me f- for doing things. Um, I've been commissioned to make a, uh, like a, I want to say a banquet table, um, Ooh. or like an outdoor, like. Five meter long table, yeah. so basically like a yeah, for, for feasts essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, so just try to decide like the the logistics of it. Um, obviously, Is that I be ca- like
1: a, a permanent structure? Is that one yeah, yeah, yeah? Like, yeah. Collapse down? No, no,
0: no. Like a, a real like sort of structural piece, um, yeah. and it's basically just like a question of logistics. Like I can't make something that's five meters long in the shack because it's not five meters long. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's can I get, three meters long? <laughs> can I get something delivered to you or build something on site in situ or make the legs at my plate? Cause it's at the other end of the country. It's like uh, near London. Um, and it's just discussing, discussing whether it's going to be a slab top or poured concrete or, you know, whatever we're going to make this out of. Um, and then just trying to like get him to understand how expensive five meters of slab would be (laughs) um and the structure like the thickness you'd need in order for that to be structural and um yeah so just the early stages but just getting some rough designs and some ideas of how how to go about the project really nice which is nice and then in the meantime um i've got some guests coming next week which, and uh, one of them, one of them is uh, differently abled. So it is a case of having to fucking take apart all the shit in my house, which is ridiculous and uh, <laughs> yeah. a danger to anyone. Um, so I had to take apart the fucking, uh, the bed mechanism yeah. uh, thing. And it's quite funny. I've like, I've just, re- I, I just treat it like a big Meccano set and I've just rebuilt it into yeah. like an actual normal table. <laughs> so that, that, whole, that whole like structural machine thing is now just yeah. this like Meccano thing against the wall. Still awesome. serving the same purpose, but without the, the death risk. Yeah. Um and they're bringing their two kids with them. So today I was, like basically turn the whole garden into like a treasure hunt with dinosaurs and stuff and uh like put some like garden lighting and stuff just trying to make it nice for when they when they get in. Yeah. So they're coming next week.
1: Awesome. Mm. Sounds like a, a good week. Um mm. I'm I'm loving the fact that you're getting all these uh Commissions at the moment, though, because uh, I
0: don't think three is all these.
1: Well, it's 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 more than none. Yeah, it is. But it's uh, it's really cool to to see, man. And but they're not for stupid things. They're for like normal, real things. Well, yeah, that that's what I love <laughs> is the fact that you've built these fucking ridiculous, stupid, crazy <laughs> things, and people are going, "Ah, oh, well, you're kind of an idiot. Can you make me this yeah. really nice thing?
0: Can you make <laughs> me this really precise, engineered, like polished, smooth?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's brilliant, but uh, nice, yeah, good. Um, I have uh, what have I done this week? I we've we've been we've I had a blah, few blah, days off, had a break, blah, 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 blah. on oh, yeah. a couple of walks. Uh, no, actually, I haven't. He's garden. he's doing his fucking nut at the moment. Um, <laughs> I managed to do a little bit of gardening, and that's about it. Uh, right, we we have been quite busy at work. Um, Joe's away next week, so we had to do a load of shit to make sure that everything was kind of like all the bits that we need him for were done before he went away. Um, and we had a a kind of a weirdly official business meeting um, Friday as well to talk about like the the kind of future of um, of the company and, and how things are going to work going forwards and and all of that sort of stuff um, and uh, about starting up uh, the classes again because obviously now that um, lockdown restrictions have been um, released again uh, we're kind of at the point where we are still being very very cautious and we' st- we've put a load of um, jazz has done a like a full checklist of everything he's doing for each class and and all of this um, but we kind of we have to start teaching again now um, mm-hmm. Especially seeing as Bath, which is uh, Bath Christmas Markets, is um, it's got two F's in it, Uh, (laughs) which is um, basically Bath Bath Christmas Markets pays for all of the bills for the year. Without that, Mm. we have to um, we have to make a lot of money elsewhere, Uh, and it's been cancelled this year. So yeah, Uh, it's put us in an interesting position, um, but. Uh, because the, the website is up and running, um, we're in a much better position than we perhaps would have been if the website wasn't up and running. Um, so that's been kind of a bit of a, uh, a, a head fuck, but it looks like we're, we're actually going to be coping quite well with it. Um, and because we have been working so hard, uh, we decided Saturday we would have a nice, relaxing, easy day... And me and Joe went into the workshop and made a load of hammers, uh, which is great fun. Uh, because I made a little um tiny it, this is all out of scrap steel that I've got off of either friends or that Jim from Wave Cycles has given me or whatever. And I made a little like one and a half pound Swedish cross peen uh for jazz. and um, we punched out a few other blanks and got them going. And I also worked on a super secret um one that I can't talk about because I don't want it to get back to Al and because it's his Christmas present. But uh, I know um, Al has already seen it, as in Hackshack Al has already seen it. And I've mm. just sent the pictures into the chat uh, for Brett to see because I want to see his face when he sees it when the pictures eventually load because I've forgotten how rubbish my uh, my internet is. So they're going to take about 20 minutes <laughs> to actually load. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> there right now. Yeah, no, I, I can see the little spinning icons just going. <laughs>
2: and Al's Al's internet, on the other hand, worked great because I just got yeah, his so, article on baboons armed with knives
1: and chainsaws. <laughs> the thing he is, if you wild. knew
0: where if you knew where that zoo was, you'd understand why the why the baboons have got <laughs>
1: knives. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it's been good fun. Uh, me and Joe got to have a bit of fun in the workshop um Saturday. Um that was enjoying a work. that's
2: a practice hammer, right? So you can send that one off and make another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So send that
1: over to me. And- <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh that was um that was good fun. Um but yeah that's kind of it. Like it's been it's been a busy week, but again it our busy weeks at the moment are just boring work stuff. So nothing too exciting to talk about. Um uh I, I I don't have a segue at all uh, because I've half forgotten what which thing we said we were going to talk about, and I'm the twofer. Yeah, it was the twofer, but what twofer? What two... I I know I know what they are, but I just can't remember how so to it, word them. It, it, so
0: it was partially um, Franco's suggestion of learning how to cook proper pizzas from me. That's um, true. It was a, about neglect. So uh-huh. what what things do you neglect?
1: Well, it it was that and the other one, and I've just remembered that I actually had a segue into the other one, because I was going to be like, ah, so, oh, now that you've got all these commissions and that, like, how would you, like, if if you wanted to approach someone about doing a commission, how would you do that? What would be your elevator pitch? And that was going to be seamless into John's question about elevator pitches, but I I forgot it, because I got distracted talking about baboons with chainsaws, um... And that's also not what we were going to talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was going to be, we are going to go from that one into the other one, into the other one, weren't we? I thought that's what we said. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long week. Uh, well, but- I mean, surely,
0: surely the pitch of an elevator should just be 90 degrees. I think anything else and you're just asking for trouble, right?
1: Well, no, because you got the, uh, did you not see the Tom Scott video where you get the sideways elevators now?
0: But that's still 90 degrees.
1: That's a very good point, actually. Yeah,
2: ah, maintains a perpendicular, yeah, orientation.
1: Yeah, but I, that's there. That you go. Topic well, solved. Yeah. Question: Are there just any, any
0: other pitches on elevators? Next.
1: <laughs> oh fucking hell! Um, I, and yeah, I I wonder why we don't have sponsors. I can't <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> no,
2: you just you just have to start uh, shouting them out or emailing them every day. I think Steve have you ever emailed a sponsor uh
1: no I don't think interesting man i I've, I've 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 i, I I've like responded to emails but I've never <laughs> emailed someone directly and said sponsor me cause... get
0: on the get on the blower to stanner and see if they'll sponsor us. <laughs> <Here> you go. <laughs> I can't think of any of want. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I want
2: Al to get a gravy sponsor and have Fools of Tools' first sponsor oh, be a gravy.
1: What's, the... what's... Oh, what's the...
0: It's not
2: Schindler, but it's like Schindler.
0: That. It is Schindler. Because it Schindler. it's Schindler's lifts. That's the yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: But they're actually an actual company. Yeah, but there you go. That's what what would your elevator pitch be like if you were if you were talking to someone like if you how would you describe like the stuff that you do you're Either talking you.
2: to the gravy company and you're trying to pitch <laughs> what you do to the <laughs> company.
0: Uh, yeah i think i think surely it's it's different each time like whoever you're pitching to yeah it's like writing a cv you don't just have one cv you you what? you, you, you t- well <laughs> when did you ever apply <laughs> for a job with a cv <laughs> I've done it once I'm 38. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but if I were to, I'd I'd make a whole one from scratch each time. Yeah. So I think I think the elevator pitch surely depends on like who's in the elevator, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. I mean well uh, that
0: that in its very nature, I guess, answers the question because I would I would I'd like to think I would be able to pitch to a menagerie of different opportunities.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like for me it, it comes from uh doing doing sales and upselling and stuff like that. Especially in like hospitality, the amount of times that someone's come up to the, the bar for a pint and they've walked away with three pints and six shots. And it's
0: I thought it's, you to say walked away with a hammer and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a hot rod. Yeah. Um <laughs> but, but
1: yeah, I, I think it, it it's finding that kind of that in because that's the thing that I'm terrible at is starting that conversation. I can't just go up to someone and be like, Hi, my name's Steve. Can you uh can you give me some free stuff or give me some money to talk about your stuff or whatever? Like I I, I just Yeah. Um, the hard
0: sell is, is is hard.
1: Yeah. But if if that kind of it's weird because we obviously we work with um, a few different companies with like the forge stuff now as well. Um and negotiating like once you've got to the point of negotiation, that's that's really interesting. That's um it's really interesting watching Al do that actually because he's extremely good at it. Uh mostly because he's really blunt. He's just no, that's not good enough. Go away. Um but like <laughs> the bit the bit between the negotiation and that uh opening line that yeah, I'm great. I, I, I'm happy with that aspect of it because I can kind of, um, despite the fact that I can barely string a sentence together when I'm a, on a podcast, uh, when I'm talking to someone face to face, I can normally um, think on my feet and, and get that conversation going in, t- in that right direction. But that opening line is a killer. I n- I'd never know where to start with that. And well, neither then.
0: do you. Oh, oh, no, opening <laughs> lines. I'm just that's that's just got me thinking. Um because if I go on LinkedIn oh, go the, on. The, the, the birthplace of elevator pitches, <laughs> my open my opening line on LinkedIn LinkedIn is I make it my mission to get shit done. Fair. <laughs> I'm a doer <laughs> and a thinker with intelligent and intuitive, strategic decision solutions and original ideas. No, and that's, that's completely void of context. So it doesn't say yeah. I am a, a designer, and I like to d- design nice things. <laughs> um, so that's open-ended enough that it, you know whoever's in that elevator. Hopefully, that that would appeal.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's kind of that's a really nice way of putting it as well because it, it's um, it's. Direct and to the point, but at the same time, there isn't a point. It's it's vague enough and open ending enough, open ended yeah. the, the, enough. The, 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 you can the Montgomery Burns
0: the world for outstanding achievements in the field of excellence. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds uh, impressive, but yeah, what do you, what do you actually want?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, it was really typical. Uh, I can't remember. It was either from a movie or a television show, but. Um, I know I learned the whole if you want somebody to agree with a project or agree on a, on a commission or something, it's better if you make it their idea. So I'm not yeah. referencing inception. What I'm saying is <laughs> anytime you're trying to pitch somebody an idea or pitch yourself to a person, it's extremely beneficial to kind of allow them to create the conversation. Right, so Al's Al's little pitch that he gave there is so, um, yeah, devoid of context is one thing, but it leads it leads me to a discussion. You know, it leads me to ask more about well, well, what are some of the things that you've done that you would consider, um, you yeah, know, exactly. in this line of thinking, like why why should we have a conversation together oh well it sounds like you're really good at problem solving you know a problem we've had recently is this and then you can take it from there and actually um, you know either try and create an on fly solution because you're in this elevator conversation moment or uh, you get to field more right so it's always about letting the other person talk first or yeah. something i learned from alex our our recent guest my buddy alex um Half the time you're in negotiations, one of the strongest plays that you can do is just stay quiet and let the other person talk first. So like if you walk into a room to get a job and don't say anything until you're asked a question, it's like a power move without (laughs) it really being a power move. Or if somebody asks you a question, but clearly there's more to it or they have something going through their head, if you just give them an extra couple of seconds of silence, they might. Contextualize their question a little bit better, or make it a little bit more directed. I love that play. Yeah. Um, so elevator pitches, in my mind, are it's it's
0: so bad. Brett, elevator it's pitches gest- make gest- everyone in the elevator uncomfortable. I mean, how is that surprising? How that is doesn't that surprising say anything. Just stand there staring at them. It was you. I like
2: <laughs> I like your shirt, and then just leave it at that.
0: But I, th- I think that that that. I think vague is the wrong word. There's probably a more poetic way of saying vague, open-ended, uh, yeah. you know, open to interpretation. Um, you've got to be like that. If, if your elevator pitch is "I cut the straightest dovetails on planet Earth," it's like well, great. We can use you for that one time we need dovetails, but you've not taught yeah. me anything else about what you do. Like it's not, um, it's not, it's not a reflection of your character. It's not a reflection of the relationship we're gonna have. Like uh, listening to. Um, Jim's sort of interpretation of the elevator pitch and usually it's like you said Brett it's actually flipping it around and he he, he takes that opportunity to almost like the the client is the, the one that's being interviewed or the client is the one that's uh, in the spotlight and just waiting to see how they react to things you know yeah. go take them for a coffee see how they fuck around on the menu and complain about things and don't order something that's on the menu and, and act like a dick and yeah. then that's the opportunity to go yeah, I don't. I don't want this relationship because yeah. it's not. It's not about the product that you're making. The transaction is, you know, nominal and and objective and you know soulless. But the reason that you want to be involved with someone and get in that elevator and tell them about yourself is because it's about you, your personality. It's about your integrity and your intent and your what you value. So I think that that elevator pitch has to be more of a reflection, like like you said, Brett what Susie says of Sally, you know, wait till that, wait till the other person talks. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's a dialogue. It, it, if you're just going in and, and saying, and it's just purely kind of sterile, and here's the things I do, here's my price list, here's my elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> you're just phoning it in. And I, I will yeah. admit
2: that, you know, because of the timing and, and the trends of things with Makery, um, yeah. the conversations I've had Recently, where people go, oh, uh, so what do you do? I don't. I definitely don't start out by saying I make YouTube videos or I try and you know post to Instagram and YouTube on a regular basis to be a content creator. I know that's effectively. I'm an
1: influencer. <laughs>
2: no, um, but what has happened is uh, leading off with something like, oh, uh, I'm a maker, fabricator. I do a lot of. I work a lot with metal or steel fabrication and i'm specifically spending a lot of my time doing blacksmithing like you you end it with almost like what you just sent in the chat al where you're like also i can cook yeah. so at the very end of it i feel like the most trendy thing or the most uh, the thing that will lead to the most inquiry is the blacksmithing part because yeah. almost everybody knows what that is even if they're not super aware of what the craft is
1: it's showing horses. I don't
2: lead with it by because I don't feel like I am a master smith, and this is what I need to be telling people. Oh, I'm a blacksmith. It's like no, that is an aspect of what I do. I love doing that part, but I'd rather leave it to the end and let you let you know that I I make stuff. I feel like fabrication is a good word because it covers a lot more bases than saying like I make tables. Yeah. Or uh, when you start spouting off like I'm a woodworker, leather worker, metal worker, blah blah blah, all those. Noun worker, noun worker <laughs> starts to get super repetitive and just loses yeah, yeah, yeah. any kind of punch. No, fabricate um, is good.
0: It's, it's what, like these past two jobs, that's what I've put on the invoice. Right. Right. Because right. the previous invoice I did for that was for the 10 makers for cookie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I put on that a uh, content creator. Okay. Because they, they, they weren't sponsoring us to build a Triple decker bed bunk beds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they were sponsoring us f- to make the video at Laura's, right? Yes. So, yes. so yeah. So, so in that content, I was a, co- a content creator. But yeah, that. But now I, I think fabricate be. is a great word because it kind of says it's it's handmade, but it's engineered. You know, you've got the technical expertise. And yeah, I feel like it's it's difficult
2: for craft. Yeah, like craft exactly. Words, right? When you say. Like Steve can say, I am a blacksmith yeah, or, you know, I'm videographer. Artisanal or metal artist. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever floof you want to add into it. But yeah. Steve could lead with, I am a blacksmith. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would have an issue saying that that is true or untrue, right? I think everybody understands that as, as a true statement. But where do you take it from there, Steve? Like, say where you're at in England versus you know, saying that in New York city gets a lot different reaction from people because it's like, Oh my God, where do you even do that? Everyone lives in an apartment here. You can't blacksmith here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, even around here, you still get that kind of reaction because it's, it's still a, um, an unknown. And to be honest, I nine to 10, I can literally just say I'm a blacksmith. And then they continue the conversation it's oh does that mean you do this does that mean you do this you know have you been on forged in fire do you shoe horses <laughs> and then giving the quick spiel about well no actually that's um that's being a farrier Fortune fire, it's not really the sort of thing that i do um talk a little bit about uh what what we do in the workshop um the the things that i've done you know i i, I tend to say that talk about the business and what the business does um i i talk a lot about the teaching aspect of it because that's obviously the the thing that i'm uh heavily involved with and also most passionate about mm-hmm. um so i'll go into that quite a lot um and that on its own let's say that that kind of that leads the conversation because then people start asking about things that they're interested in and Going back to what you were saying earlier on about allowing them to, uh, or having those those silences that allow them to say stuff, because if they say, "Oh, that's really cool," well, I because I I'd always wanted to make a sword, or I've always wanted to make a fire poker, or I'm really interested in uh, open fire cooking, or whatever. Like that, that then I can um, I can use that as a jumping off point and do the elevator pitch from there sort of thing like it's then i can start going into oh well actually that links into this other thing and then this links into that and then we could always Mm -hmm. do this um which i think is is a very beneficial thing because let's say with with the blacksmithing side of things it is such a um a unique thing like if and, and i i'm in a very fortunate position where i can say that if i was to say i'm a woodworker then that's such a general thing and it's and I, as much as I like to take the piss out of woodworkers, I don't mean this is a um, detrimental thing to woodworkers, but because it is quite a, a common thing and everyone knows about it, it's not like you're saying, I'm a woodworker, I do uh, like cabinet making or I do this or I do that, like going into fine detail. If they were to just do that, I'm a luthier. Thing, yeah. yeah. Like if, if they were to just say, I'm a woodworker, then, then most people would just go, all right, okay. And not want to then continue the conversation on. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> if someone says they're woodworking, nobody wants to continue the
1: conversation. Okay. So, That's not Brett, quite what right, <laughs> but, but you know, like with blacksmithing, because it is such an unusual thing, it's people are naturally curious about it, whereas um people are far more exposed to to woodworking, so that they're, they're not as naturally curious about it. They might be interested in specific parts if they're a woodworker themselves. But Joe Public, mm-hmm. you know, if you say a blacksmith and they they are curious because they don't see it as being a, a a thing that's still being done.
0: But that that's 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 the spin and the romance and the storytelling, isn't it? You know.
1: Yeah. Andy Berkey could be
0: a a, a renovator, a builder. Yeah. It's like no, he restores. You know, centuries old, not that old because it's America. Um, <laughs> you know, beautiful, uh, church art. you know, yeah. he he could he could spin a, a a fantastic yarn about what he does and the yeah the things he does and the. It also it instantly gives you a a, a, a a mental image of the kind of things he can do. Yeah. To, to your point, I'm a woodworker. It's like, what do you just like frame houses? It's like, no, that's yeah. giant. But you know, like, what it, you need to kind of give people that hook. To your point, Brett, what's the? Where's the personality in there? Where's the yeah. the? It's why 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 are you over the hundred other people
1: that's yeah today. You're, mm-hmm. You're kind of selling that that story, and that I think what you said, that romance about it, is is great. It's finding that (laughs) that USP, unique selling point. It it really is, and Um, and and
0: that's the that as much as I deal with that shit all day. Another thing I deal with at work is is like helping people with with portfolios and CVs. So like I'll write a brief for uh, students at uni. Evaluate the work, you know, give feedback and stuff. And then occasionally it'll be like, oh, can you have a look at my CV? Well, write it. It's like, yeah, yeah. of course. Awesome. And 99% of the time, it's just the same shit. So it's just the same projects because everybody does the same projects. And all the lecturers around the UK just use the same fucking briefs because they're not interested. Yeah. So ev- literally every single portfolio I see of students has the same thing in. It's yeah. like... A milk packaging project, a logo for this, some Doritos project, and it's the same fucking thing all the time. So yeah. there's there's no way of standing out, and it's like, what your your kerning was was a little bit better than that last CV I saw, you know? Come and join the fucking family, like you're hired. Like there's there's no way that that's going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and Steve looks confused. Do you not know what kerning is? Or, or no, not a clue. Confused? Kerning the 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 positioning of letters in relation to one another.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Not to be
0: confused with tracking, which is the whole word, but individually yeah. letters next to each other. It's like, oh, that A looks a bit far away from that L. So yeah, it's not turned properly. Yeah. Like your end credits on your videos. Um, oh. the, oh, um, I think it is actually an L and an A. It must be. No, it's a Starling. Um, yeah. but my, my biggest thing of feedback is tell me about yourself. Like, I'm not interested in that you do graphic design. I know you do graphic design. That's why you're applying for this job. I'm interested in the things you do. I'm interested, like your point, Brett, I'm interested in your hobbies. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to be sat in a room with you, I want to know what what movies you like, what music you like, what food you like. I want to know what you do in your spare time. Like, if we finish at work this evening, what are you going home to do? Right. Because that's what makes your ideas interesting that's what makes your decision making compelling so that elevator pitch it has to have that that level of romance
2: well i don't know if you guys have ever done this like i was kind of brought up to but it was it was a game i think i've even referenced this before in past episodes but it's a bit of a game to kind of profile the person that you're talking to right or just based on what t-shirt they're wearing or shoe choice (laughs) or if they have an accessory you know like oh that's a really fancy looking ring it's a oh it's a class ring so they're an alum of something they care about their school whatever the hell it is those quick little bits of information in my mind go along with you know the what are your hobbies like if you're if you're pitching yourself to somebody then you're walking into their world Mm. so what can you gain from a couple of seconds of interaction or just context, you know, if you, if you're walking into their office to present a CV and you're meeting with who would effectively be your boss, are they in a super corporate place that doesn't allow a uh, flair, you know, on your table <laughs> or is it limited to two pieces? Um, if, if you really want to work in a fun, creative environment, you know, say, Al, you were doing something like, like your work or what I used to do in the past we weren't really allowed to have much personality attached to our tables. Like you couldn't put a sticker on anything. And if, even if you bought a case and you're like, I'm not putting my sticker on my computer, I'll put it on this case. They were like, fine, then don't use the case when you're at work. Cause it, it wasn't necessarily about being rigid or, or, um, totalitarian exactly (laughs) i think it was just more about like we just don't want everybody's stuff to become crowded because once somebody brings in a plant you know everybody's gonna bring in a plant then we're gonna have a bunch of dead plants because no one takes care of them um it was a fun work environment when we first started there i'm i'm saying this in reference to like the last year or so that i was at my old job but the first couple of years it was very personality driven it was like jimmy wouldn't let I... you put a sticker on your laptop <laughs> <laughs> he was he was just so bad no they were only allowed on the uh, rusty rusty outside of the shop there yeah you. um but you know what can you gain in that brief moment of of pre-interaction or really really early on in your conversation i mean i i feel kind of silly uh, referencing things like going on a first date, you know, but it's, it, I feel like everyone, most people have been in that situation where you're able to, within a minute or two, kind of suss out a few things about the person that you're going on this date with, right? Yeah. You sit down at a table and they uh, immediately take out their cell phone while they introduce themselves to you. Then you're like, okay, well, this is probably an issue <laughs> to most people <laughs> or, or, You know, did they dress really nice, even though they know you're going to like a not so nice restaurant or (laughs) vice versa? Is it, is it like a really, really nice restaurant and they wore a stained t-shirt and look like Eric from hand tool rescue. It's everything that you can gain in those first moments of interaction with somebody that you're really trying to pitch yourself to um, go along with what Al was saying about the personality and they're like, what are your hobbies? I, think when i was doing interviews you know for the last job it was really easy to look through a portfolio like 10 pages of some design or some marketing wang that was for made-up companies because they were from college so it didn't even really matter whether that brand was used or or was it a successful campaign no because it doesn't exist but really quickly you'd start going like what kind of film do you like we're we're a media company like what are your favorite photographers what's what's your favorite pieces of art or artists from museums or whatever we were trying to get a sense of their you know creative outlets or what did they do in their free time when they weren't working here so that we knew that just interacting with them and having an understanding of of similar aesthetic choices or you know, colors, everything down to like, do you like this color of blue that we used in our branding? If somebody told me no, I wanted to know why,
0: because that would teach like, me more about them than whatever their portfolio was. It's like Steve's question in the in the Facebook group, like, who who would you want to go with uh, for a drink with? Mm. You know, that tells me like about the things you value or your cultural reference or your 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 you know the. The the nuances or the, the 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 abstractness and the weird left fieldness of yeah of the way your mind works
2: do you think that's something that could actually happen in the business world that there could be a shift in these kind of interview questions because that would have oh. been i feel that's like correct, I would yeah. have fielded
0: those way better than yeah, yeah, the yeah. jobs I interviewed for in the
2: past well to that so, point
0: then steve how how do, how did you um did you play a role in interviewing the new kid that's working at the Forge, for instance?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Charlie, that's working there, I. Uh, and not I
0: just, did... is he beautiful? Yeah, hire him. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: Seems like uh, a no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I actually, because we've had a few people that have come in, and Charlie was. His role is going to be um, basically my teaching assistant. Um, and we're going to be getting him doing a little bit of the production stuff as well. Okay. So, it was it was me and Al interviewing interviewing him as opposed to Joe and Al interviewing uh, the other guys that we've had um, come in. And um, of the the th- two, three other people we've had in so far, um, like none of them within minutes we've known, no, you, you don't fit in. And that was the, well, that's the interesting thing for us is. So before, uh,
0: before even letting them heat some metal up.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah um and it, it is very much about the personality it's about whether you you're going to fit in with um with the dynamic in the workshop like the first guy that came along i could have quite happily worked with him i got on quite well with him but i knew straight away that him and alex wouldn't get on um and him and joe probably wouldn't get on um and uh we had a, a girl come last week, I think, um, that I, I wasn't there for. But just as soon as I spoke to um, Jo and Al about, them, they, uh, about her, she, they said that like she was talented. She certainly had the potential there, but just her personality just wouldn't fit in. Um, and it was funny because when I was uh, working at, at um, Just Eat, the interview process there was... Far more like that. It was there was obviously technical questions and things like that, but they made a point of talking about personality because you're working in, especially in a, a support environment, you need to be able to get on with the people that you're working with. You're going to spend twelve hours a day um, working with these people, and a lot of that time is going to be like at three in the morning when you've just been woken up because some idiots uh, set an alarm off, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of personality based questions. And it was kind of it's similar to how we treat um, the someone's ability in the workshop um, to how we treated the technical questions with the IT stuff. There's a lot of um, a lot of uh, custom systems and things like that. So as long as you know the basics, then actually we can teach you how to do all the things specific to this um, this environment. And it's the same with the blacksmithing stuff. You know, as long as you can make a three inch taper, then we can teach you to do all the rest. Um, it's, it's all about the personality and that's, that's a big thing. And I think more and more companies are starting to realize that. And and it, it, I was slightly thinking it's quite interesting when you guys were talking about um, like the questions you asked to, to get a, a gauge of people. First, I, I made a career out of doing that as quickly as possible. and, saying actually no you know what i i don't want you in here tonight because i don't <laughs> think you 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 are the kind of person that we want in this place yeah, yeah. um yeah. and it, oh, here's, my, here's my drinking credentials <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, i've i've drunk this many drinks and i'm fine like, <laughs> no it doesn't work like that and and it's it's quite interesting having that conversation because yeah when you're interviewing someone for a job you just if If their personality doesn't fit, it's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, not this time, and that's it. Whereas going up to someone that's already in an establishment and saying, can you leave? Because if you want to act like that, there's a pub (laughs) around the corner that's perfect for it. That's a whole different dynamic, and you've got to be a bit more um, direct about it. Um,
0: The the elevator shaft pitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But but, I I think that kind of... um, that getting to understand someone and getting a very quick idea of um, what a person's going to be like and um, and that like those very overreaching aspects of their personality um, is a really really good skill to have. Um, it's something that I think anyone that works in any kind of public-facing um, industry like uh, retail or hospitality, anything like that, you're going to um, you're going to naturally pick that stuff up um and it, i think if you've never worked in those industries it's you might not necessarily understand the value of being able to do that um which is why i think everyone should work in uh either uh retail or hospitality for six months mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just because mm-hmm. it's the the amount the attitude of people that i know that have never worked in those kind of industries compared to people that have worked in them is astounding um but yeah uh sorry al you had your finger up and I, I'm guessing you had a point. Uh
0: yeah, was I was pointing. gonna I was, <laughs> I was um I was gonna s- slightly flip it. Um it's probably best aimed at you, Steve. I think we've 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 discussed like what's your elevator pitch, how do you get across your personality, what makes you different, blah blah blah. But what if it's like a collective? So what if it's the forge, for instance? How do you pitch the forge in a different way to the other blacksmith down the road, or the other people that wanted to pitch to go up to make a central. Why? Why would they want the forge there versus, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, can, I mean you can't.
0: You can't then start leveraging every personality of the of the, the gang, no. especially as that gets bigger and bigger. It's then what's the USP then of that of that collective? What? Why listen to fools with tools? Yeah. Why Instead does
2: anyone listen to fools with that,
0: tools? That silly one where they yeah. can talk about.
2: I could make that elevator pitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think that like for... does the, does the
0: pitch then become more complex?
1: I, I to be honest, I think it's probably easier to simplify it. You, right. you find that kind of um
0: So give me the, give me the forge pitch then.
1: So if we're talking uh like a central for example, I mean I, I spoke to Nick about it and the the conversation was kind of along the lines of, um, yes, you you could easily get any number of other blacksmiths in, and you could probably get some that are going to be cheaper, whatever than than we are. But we are worth the money. There is no one else that can do what we can do. There is no no other blacksmith uh, or or blacksmithing collective that can do what we can do. Um, And that's just because of our personalities and it's that kind of that confidence that then makes them go, okay, well, what can you do? Why, why are you so special? Mm -hmm. And, and we go into, you know, then you start going into details, then you start talking about it um, in greater detail, but it's that um, confidence and that thing straight from the start. Um, And, once you've kind of got that side of things going then actually yeah you can go into like we've got the individual personalities there's the um the dynamic between the three of us um the experience we have because that's the other thing is you know we can talk about the fact well actually we do um we already do eight or nine festivals a year and you know we put on this show and we start talking about the things that we do we start giving um direct examples like talking about at port Elliot when you know, we were forging on charcoal plus we were cooking a, a leg of um roe deer on the same forge and um a female deer. It it was. <laughs> I, I said roe, not doe. <laughs> um but yeah, we, we can talk about that. We can talk about our relationships with um the other people. We can talk about, you know, the fact that like when I'm talking about our classes, it's because it, it's not just the three of us that make um, that make the classes so special. It's the location. It's it's what we do. It's the fact that there's 75 acres of cider orchard. It, it's it's all the other bits that go with it. Um, and essentially, I just have to put on an, an arrogant hat and go right. I am gonna be that dickhead, and right. I am gonna talk about how fucking wonderful we are, and mean every word of it. No, but it's and- it's,
0: it's, it's the Jerry Garcia quote. It's 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 no longer good enough to be the best at what you do. You need to be the only ones who do what you do. Yeah. So we're not the fastest blacksmiths in the West. We're not the cheapest blacksmiths in the West. We're not the most precise blacksmiths in the West. We're the only ones who do this. Yeah. And then you can go into the detail. But just having that having that pithy hook. Yeah. It's like, you you will not get this anywhere else. Yeah. Not get what? Oh, well, funny you ask. You'll not get (laughs) uh, cooking on fire, you know, a, eight foot man and a man with eight arms and you know, like <laughs> then you can, then you can start to elaborate.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of what, what that, I think that's a much better way of saying what I was trying to say, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's, that's what we do. We just talk about going with like, no, we are the only ones that can give you this, this level of showmanship. Yeah. Um And then like you say, we can go into the details of like, well, yeah, you've got Joe and Al going, literally hammer and tongs doing a, a blacksmith knife in um under 20 minutes without with me narrating engaging with the crowd because that's the other thing is like so going into details but so many other uh smiths out there that are doing demonstrations they will um it'll either be a one man band and it's very difficult to forge and engage with the audience at the same time because you've got to take pauses so you're only really engaging whilst you're waiting for a heat or like striking for a little bit then stopping and talking then going on and you can't get questions whereas the way that we do it we can do all that and you know you again you go into that when you start talking about the details but I think you need to go in with that certain level of confidence and, and arrogance um but without coming across like too much of a arrogant dick.
0: I don't, I don't think a, a differentiator is necessarily arrogant. I think it would be yeah. arrogant to say we're the best blacksmiths in
1: Yeah, perhaps that's true, yeah. Cause I I suppose that's thing is we never say we're the um we're like you say we, we never say we're the best with the fastest with whatever. It's just yeah. we are the only ones that that do this. Well, Wait, so it's, it's, it's also on it's, your flyer. It's,
0: it's, it's the hyperbola from last week, talking about the extreme, the ultimate, the best, the you know yeah. it it ultimately it means nothing. Yeah. Whereas the, the, the unique thing or the interesting thing, the compelling thing that's going to make, like, like you say, like the little thing that makes someone remind you of something. Like my boss is a, yeah, he, he owns a design company, but essentially he's a car salesman. Like he, yeah. he he got famous by being a really good salesman. And the one thing he always says is wear that stupid tie because people will remember it. Yeah, If, if you're interviewing 50 people and one of them's got pink hair, you're going to remember the person with pink hair. Yeah, even if it what well, they didn't, it wasn't the best interview in the world. I didn't have the best CV. They're going to remember the pink hair.
1: I, uh, I, again, this is going back to to what I was talking about earlier on. Like when, when I was working on my door, the I was always well known because I was the only doorman that had a ponytail down to my <laughs> ass. Like, and it, it was always, oh yeah, the, who was that guy? It was the, the the doorman with the long hair. Like, and it's yeah, always yeah. that 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 thing that makes you stand out, like having a. a a USP, whether whatever that is, is is something that is really valuable. And it but I think it, it's finding that balance between it being um, unique and identifiable and being odd. Because I've, I've you know I've, I've had people that have been in for interviews in uh, um, in IT before, and they've they've come in and they've had like a. There was one guy who had a. Um, it was like a Hawaiian shirt, but with like manga characters on it, but not not. Did he have like a spray
0: app- spray can foam filled with dinosaur eggs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it it wasn't like work appropriate manga characters, and it was like oh, okay. <laughs> that, I, I I see where you're coming from, but no, you're you're not getting this job.
0: Oh, I'd have hide him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a big difference between. Uh, being comfortable and confident in who you are and then trying to make a statement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, I, why do you have
0: pink hair? Because I, I like it. Because I'm a YouTuber. I, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I was really?
0: whenever like, the drawy guys draw YouTubers, they've always just got stupid echoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I've I mean, been in that same situation with the interview process, though, where somebody walks in and you're kind of like, eh, I get it. You're trying to go for the unique thing. Mm, and yeah. I do it works because it can remember a handful of these people. But at the same time, like it doesn't speak to their character at all. No, no, no. So don't, you don't highlight a thing. That doesn't have a reason to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm the weird one. I've always got the crazy ideas. And have you ever heard of this (laughs) really indie artist that I'm into? And like, I'll bring that uh, style into this office. And you're like, well, are you that artist that you're referencing? No. Well then don't bring it in here. (laughs) Like you are not them.
1: Whatever. It, yeah. it, it's like the, the people that introduce and introduce themselves by saying, "I'm the one that you've got to warn your friends about before they meet me." No, you're like, not. You're on
0: the sex offenders list.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but yeah,
1: the people that put up fucking things like that. This is like, no, no, you're you're just trying hard now. Stop it. <laughs> and oh. but yeah, um, well, we didn't really get onto the original, the actual. Topic Re- with, regret, with I yeah. regret
0: not getting <laughs> onto the topic, but uh, biscuits. maybe,
1: maybe, maybe about Talk about their biscuits once, We're not talking about fucking biscuits. Oh, God's sake. Fuck, uh, next week, not biscuits, but is Brett frozen or is he just gone to sleep? He's, He's just, just got to his to eyes closed. Um, I think,
0: we've, I think we are in, in inside Al's defense. I think we have talked about
1: biscuits before, yeah, we definitely have. Um, but yeah, I think we can, uh, Save Franco's one for next week and go straight into uh, spiffing.
0: What's a come on a go? Is that a segue? People we think
1: that Sab. Which means I'm going first. Uh, so, first one, because uh, I'm going for a twofa because I can. Um first one is everyone's favorite person, uh Mr. Aww. Joe. Aww. What? No, not you. Uh Joe from Average Joe. Oh, yeah. Uh we have spiffed him many a time, but uh A, he's just the fucking loveliest guy. <laughs> um but also uh he today did his uh first blacksmithing um class. Ah course thing uh and made a herb chopper that looks awesome nice. um yeah he's just a generally a, a lovely bloke um so yeah joe if you don't know joe go check him out but i feel that pretty much everyone knows joe uh so i'm going to also spiff uh charlie who is young charlie that works for us charlie really? showfield he is um, showfield showfield uh, i will Send you a link in a minute. Um, but yeah, again, super lovely guy. He's 16. He is keen as mustard. Um, he's going to be doing a lot of work with us at the forge. He's a skilled guy already. Um, he it, It's quite interesting comparing his work as a 16-year-old who did some blacksmithing with us last year and then went home and built a forge and did like little bits at home and comparing his work to some of the people that, that have like trained at Hereford for three years and looking at them side by side and going, huh, mm. Charlie's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, he is, um, I, I genuinely think he is going to be someone to watch in years to come. He is going to be an extremely nice. talented lad. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he's just got a brilliant work ethic. Um, so yeah, go 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 check him out. Uh Saab, which is we this is we did Saab last week. Uh Sorry. Al, that's you next. Sorry, I just realized that as I was saying it. Uh, yeah, Al, you're next. Yes.
0: Um this is a, a weird sort of spiff, half spiff. Um Adam Savage's tested channel, which Ooh. obviously everyone I'm assuming is where and probably loves already and watches, but mm-hmm. he's just done a sort of two parter. And the second one came out today, and he was making a puzzle for an octopus. So I guess I'm spiffing octopuses, because um, it's just amazing, and it goes into detail about the th- the the things that make the octopus problem solve, and uh, okay, the association with um, sort of no, well, yes, but whether or not it is intelligence or whether it's just us anthropomorphizing it or projecting human yeah. values. Because you see this octopus with these big eyes and you just instantly think, oh, it must be clever and smart and have emotions because it has eyes like a, a smart yeah. mammal, like a dog or a dolphin or something. And it's like, kind of. it it's, its brain is also in the shape of a donut and its throat yeah. goes through its brain and then, you know, is, are they smart at all? Um, yeah. But there's a lot of like, um, there's very little Adam Savage in it, actually. It's It's a lot of I can't tell if it's in conjunction with another show because you kind of the it starts off as tested, but then it goes into something else. It's like yeah. science explained or something. I mean, it kind of yeah. looks like it's another show, and there's other people in there in the show, um, and they're they're asking and answering really interesting questions about like how to evaluate intelligence and whether you know all the tests that they're doing with these octopus and seeing how they react to things and whether or not you know emotions are the right word. Yeah, whether 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 it is actually getting frustrated or it's just giving up because it, there's no food there, so it's just you know it's just conditioning. Yeah. Um,
1: it, it, sorry, I'm just reading the the um, blurb on it. Yeah. And it was originally filmed in 2018, and it's done in association with the California Academy of Sciences. Um, yeah. So, not- so
0: so as 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 the show as the episode starts, it, there is something else. The logo comes up. It's something something to do with science. Um, yeah. So we'll find out what that is and put it in the shouts. Um because there might be another channel there actually, which, which uh, would be super nice.
1: It, I don't think there is, is the Twitter handles for the other people involved, but right. it's just, uh, yeah, it's just the actual. But anyway, if if you, if, yeah. if you thought, oh, it's not him
0: making some cool sword or something in his workshop, watch it because it's great and obviously yeah. is great. Yeah. And it's just a really nice exercise in problem solving.
1: Um. Yeah, because there, there was a, I think it might have actually, it wasn't the Kurt Buzak video, but there was another video about intelligence and how we define intelligence right. um, that referenced the fact that slime mold can find its way around a maze in the same oh, way nice. that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a mouse can. And it's like, yeah. it's that whole thing of like, well, you know, would you say that slime mold is intelligent? Because it will do the same thing and it will just send nutrients down the the good path sort of thing. Yeah. And, so, yeah, that's, uh, I like that. Good. good shout. I will be good watching pitch. that soon. Uh, Brett. Science you
0: in progress. Very ah, good. Wait, okay. For what
2: it's worth. So, I'm going to base this off of a total... Uh, I'm going to try and spin this, right? I'm going to try and elevator pitch this into our episode theme. Does that sound? So, this young man, whose name young is Jacob... Man. This young man whose name is Jacob. I was introduced uh, to his Instagram earlier this week. And in about 20 minutes watched everything that he posted. Because he doesn't have a ton of posts. But he also has 164,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> so his name is Jacob Grégoire Right? Grégeois. Something like that. I don't know. I'm doing a terrible job pronouncing it. Uh, His Instagram handle is jacob underscore acrobat, which if you have to think about telling somebody what you do with your social media presence, (laughs) Jacob, I'm an acrobat. And if you look through, there's not a ton of performances and, and you know, like professional camera stuff going on. If you look through all of his posts, they're just him doing kind of acrobatics and tricks like exactly what he does, but with household objects or, clearly just like i had a banana and a knife and so i'm gonna catch the knife with the banana but i'm gonna do spinny twirly things that look dangerous at the same time so not only is he talented and and it's kind of fantastic just to watch these videos and how he does them um but he doesn't talk he just looks at the camera he says a thousand things with his face he does really fun, silly, acrobatic things. And I keep
0: it's going like, it's back like, to his profile. It's like if a mime artist fucked dude perfect.
2: <laughs> that's that's not too far yeah. off. That's his elevator pitch. There you yeah. go. And it looks like based on the uh, Instagram account, there is a YouTube channel that uh, if you look at, I don't know if he posted something else by the time this comes out, but the very... Uh, the most recent post that he's got has him and a friend that show up in videos together, and it looks like that friend has started a YouTube channel uh-huh. for whatever the hell they got going on. Because yeah, as you scroll through, you can see they work together plenty, and uh, this when they are both on camera doing stuff together, it's delightful. So nice. The elevator pitch probably wasn't uh, solid, super solid in that, but. You got you get an Instagram account. You are like I am an acrobat. My name's Jacob. Jacob. What's my Instagram account name? Be? Jacob Acrobat. <laughs> Jacob
0: Acrobat. Oh, perfect. <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh yeah. yeah. I mean, with
0: we, a name like that, you've you've got to grow up to be an acrobat, I guess. So
1: yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, the YouTube channel is Dylan Portor Incano. Portocano uh, is really hard to pronounce. Some good um, pronunciation this week. Yeah, it it's uh, it it's always fantastic pronunciation on the show.
2: Yes. But I've got my eye on that YouTube channel, but just based on the being introduced to his Instagram thing, I think it's just, it's fun. They're short, but like they're impressive, but
0: (laughs) yeah,
2: I don't know. It's just super fun. I feel like I haven't seen anything. That's a little like, well, that was 20 seconds and I just really enjoyed that. And then he's got 50 more of them just like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've just noticed that a few of the people that um that I know that also follow him and it's obviously like you, Jess, um, some leather workers and a load of uh, my circus performer friends. Yeah. As well. and ben Snow. <laughs> That's Ben <laughs> brilliant. Uh cool. Uh is there any other business from you gentlemen?
0: Yeah. Ooh. Go and watch um Ben Heck's latest video. Uh he makes an automatic face mask. <laughs> what? So Amazing. it like a Predator, like a Predator's mandibles, but it's a face mask, and you can imagine the amount of Bane impressions that he does throughout yeah. the entire episode. But it's basically <laughs> a, a fully automated mask that opens and closes, so you can like talk, eat, drink, and then go back to. Safety. Who is that again? Ben Heck. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Uh, Brett, anything
2: from you? Uh, no. I'm going to attempt to finish this video soon.
1: <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't think there's anything for me other than to say, um, your pizza looked absolutely divine. I think
0: now. it was the best pizza I've ever made. It's, it's pretty good looking. Also, I was trying to get a Peter stone, but I couldn't get hold of one anywhere. And... So I opted for one of those pizza trays that has the holes in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it works all right. Um, we've actually just got a new pizza oven at work and I'm really excited to be able to try it out. Ooh, nice. Um uh also, yeah, exciting news. Um, speaking of Carlos, uh, our pepper plants have got two peppers on them now. i super excited about that. Um yeah, I think that's it. Other than to say yeah. um that uh, I'm 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 loving the amount of competition that Frank has got on, uh, <laughs> on a Sunday in the Facebook group now.
0: Andy's cinnamon buns looked very good. Oh, they look
1: fantastic. I do love Andy's buns. Um, right. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skellens 13. And you can find Al at Al's Snack Shack. Oh, Al's Snack Shack! There we go. Uh, which is a genuine place in... Xmo zoo um <laughs> it really is i remember taking a photo when i was there like three years ago uh yeah if you want to find us as a group uh at fwt podcast on instagram Fools with tools on facebook and the website as well uh i think that's it that's it we love you we'll see you next week goodbye